Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Stupid Questions with Jason Harvey. We're going to get right into this once again. My guest is Sasha Bloom. What up, sir? Hello. Thanks for coming over. Of course. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. And hello, everyone out there. Hey, guys. Uh, so today is April 21st. Yeah, man. Yeah. New Year's Day. <laughs> uh, so there was some there was some news today. Yeah, Prince, Prince dead. Yeah, China dead. Yeah, Prince fifty seven. It seems young. That's like, like I don't know. That's like a centennial age for rock and rollers, though. Yeah, like those guys live hard. Yeah. Well, and he toured his ass off too. Yeah. Anytime he toured, it was just like. Oh, yeah, I'll just do... Uh, was he a sober guy? Uh, probably not. I don't know, honestly. Right? I, I honestly don't know. He was so know. private in it. In everything. And reclusive. Like, in, no interviews, ev- nothing. And the weird thing is, is I was introduced to Prince by the same guy who introduced me to Black Flag. And, like, a That's bunch a good of... That's man. Like, exactly. Well, he just... He was a big, like, hardcore and, like, punk rock dude. He and I talked. used to talk, like... Dead Kennedy's an old. He was just an old punk rock dude. And then when I asked him, "All right, well, who's your favorite band?" He's like, "Not really a band, but Prince." Yeah. And I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Have you've never heard it?" And he's like, "That guy is the most talented person in music." And I was like, "No." And he's like, "That I, he, his voice is unreal. He can play so many like instruments. He is insanely talented." And he's like, he's, I think, the most talented person in music. Single person. I think that's what a lot of people say. Yeah, I, I can't, I, well, I don't think there's a whole lot of people that would argue. Like, nope. Like, I just watched. I would argue it. Yeah, who would you? I'd still say Jerry Garcia is the greatest rock and roll musician we've ever had. Yeah. And it all had to do with his missing finger. Which finger was he missing? His. Ring finger? It's either the middle or ring finger. Oh, wow. He got it chopped off with an axe when he was a little boy. On accident, he and uh, Tony Iommi then. Yeah, Tony Iommi was it? Which which was it? His actual uh, yeah, like it was his, his noodling it, hand. Wow, and but it made him so much faster. Well, and that's what uh, like Tony Iommi. That's almost what gives him a weird like sliding feel, is because he had to put like fake <laughs> thimbles on yeah. his hands, and so like it's probably made him like a better guitar player. Like as far as riffing goes, he I, I love Black Sabbath. Yeah, so. but hands down, Garcia. I think he's the best guitarist in that whole 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s era. Like, I don't think there's anyone that you can put on that. And then he's got the largest touring band in the history of merchandise and sale, ticket sales. And then, you know, he played for 35 years, 300 days a year. And then had the Garcia band. So... Who's better than that? <laughs> Maybe Prince, because his name, he could just be a symbol and still. But he plays like 10 shows a year, and yeah. he always has. And I know he makes a buttload of money, but that's a little half-assed. Yeah. Like, he's busy painting purple houses of Carlos Boozer and <laughs> having pur- purple shag carpet. Like, he was in a very different world, and he was eclectic, and he was a weirdo. Yeah, but he played, he didn't just play the guitar either. Like, I've heard that he played, I believe it's like 27 different instruments. So he was a savant. Yeah, he's just a, a, like a, a maybe a prodigy. Because I think he started when he was like 17 or 18, too, maybe 19. Like, still like super, super young. Yeah. 
So, I mean, that, it, that's just an amazing thing. No uh, no disrespect to Jerry Garcia either. They're just too different. They're, you know what <laughs> I'm saying? So They're different. very different. Well, uh, Jerry Garcia, I think they both, uh, I don't know, like both very iconic and uh, original for what they did because I, I, they moved. Jerry here. Garcia is, I think, the most iconic person in jam band ever. He's basically God and Jesus Such a Christ in the holy world. Dirty but word you use. Jam band? Yeah. That's... Why is that? But uh, do you know what I? You know what I'm saying? Because I do. But it's the same thing with like all genres of music, though. Because it is rock and roll. But it's still like what made them good was their jamming. They're just jam sessions, right? That's yes. what made Jerry. That's so. It shouldn't be a bad word because when you're the the pinnacle of it, it's not the bad thing. When you're like the jam, you're defending exactly. jam right now. Jam is an awful word. Oh, I, <laughs> is it not a genre though? Like it totally is. But You've heard hip, jam band. Hip hop is a genre, and that's a horrible name too. I love that though. I like that better than rap. I think rap is stupid also. But I don't know a better term for it. I know that's probably why they tried hip hop because it makes more. Well, but but I I think it, there's like a difference between rap and hip hop. Like hip hop is more uh, like the lyrical. Oh sure, it's it's house production on un- yeah. underground side of rap, which is the bigger side of it all. I think. But yeah. so ro- within rock and roll, there's all of those smaller things, and I mean the Grateful Dead were a jam band, correct? They would they they can be classified as a jam band, but they were a rock and roll band. Is that, or how would you classify the Grateful Dead besides as the greatest band <laughs> of all time? Of all time, they're a simple rock blues band. I'd say oh. in the seventies when Pigpen was alive, they were a blues band. Yeah, I'd say early eighties they were a rock band. I think the late eighties they tried to become superstars and got really fucking weird with. Uh, <laughs> Touch of Grey, and all those weird songs. Yeah. But every night, you know, when Jerry Garcia was uh, playing with the Jerry Garcia band, it was, a, it was a soul group. You know, he'd have women, black women, that sung gospel church behind him. Totally different shit. Yeah. And they played the same night that Grateful Dead did. I No, jam band, that's horrible. <laughs> that's like calling poison butt rock. I would call poison butt rock. Though <laughs> I totally would call him butt rock. Po- poison's awesome, but no, I, but butt rock I think is is a uh, or glam rock. I would see, and that see glam that's rock. a horrible Rolling Stones term. All those fucking writers are. I would call Stones. him hair metal. That's what I would call poison. Was a hair, they're a hair metal? Not band. rock and roll. No, because I'm not a big. I don't know. I was just a. I guess yeah, they are a rock and roll band. Yeah, just like Bon Jovi was a rock and roll band. Right, yeah, like because bon, and people shit talk Bon Jovi all they the should. time. Well, they, but the thing that I will defend Bon Jovi in, in saying this that they never tried to be like like tough dudes. They never, they were never the dudes like they weren't Axl Rose and Vince Neil trying to fight each other. Ever. You know, like yeah. Bon Jovi was just like, no, dude, you don't know. You have no idea the tang we're pulling. So what's ACDC just, then? Uh, I think. ACDC is almost, they're... Drunk? No, they, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, still rock and roll, but almost uh, bordering on the, the just that's that classic more... metal 
rock and roll where they they pushed the limits and I think paved the way for metal, just like Motorhead did. Is there like electric rock? Because they were they weren't metal, you know. They weren't ACDC. Yeah, no, they weren't metal. I think they were just like almost you can't straight ahead rock them to and roll. Aerostone and Creedence Clearwater because they were harder than those. Yeah, well, and Creedence Clearwater to me is like. Uh, the pinnacle of of American sixties rock and roll. Like I think Credence, I I think just as far as the songs. But and they would do long noodling sessions oh, at their concerts. So why yeah. are they not considered a jam band? I don't think because that's not what they were known for. Because there's a stigma <clears throat> around Grateful Deadheads. No, man. no, I don't think it is. Well, it, because I still think that whether, if you went and saw Credence. There weren't the people t- following Credence around because they weren't doing... Because they weren't as good. Well, that, uh, I, I would, I would <laughs> beg to differ on, on the songwriting part. Like, as far as I will listen to a Credence album way before a Grateful Dead album. Man. Uh, would I want to listen to John Fogarty? Uh, Credence is, is one end of my of favorite this, bands. Uh, at the end of this, and I know it's your show, but at the end of this, I'm going to put on a soundboard of a Jerry Garcia song and you listen to it because you can't talk to me about his writing. Like, oh, he's no, one of the I'm not saying, but did he, but I'm saying, did he have the, the hits that John Fogarty cranked out? He brought in 90,000 fans 300 days a week, did listen for five hours. Yeah, he did that. Yeah, but, but in a totally but, different way. <clears throat> and he open sourced all his fucking music. Yeah, and that's awesome. But I'm just saying, he's still not John Fogarty in the, in the, they're two. Di- they, once again, they're two different people. Where John, John Fogarty, Fogarty was the sucks. no, he, now yeah, but then he <laughs> then did not, and now. no. As far as like, would, was he a better guitar player than Jerry Garcia? No, no. <clears throat> songwriter, maybe, maybe, arguably, it's just that but, his fame was so different that you hear it in every movie, you hear it in the grocery store, you hear it on every contemporary hits station. And so maybe I'm burnt out of it, like I am with Jimi Hendrix. I don't ever want to hear along the Watchtowers ever again. See, that's and that's my favorite Jimi Hendrix song. And it's one of the greatest songs ever made. But it's been played so much. I like Bob Dylan's version still way better than I like Jimi Hendrix's version of it. You want to hear another influence of Jerry Garcia's power? In the mid '80s, '87, '88, Dylan's career was dead. Yeah. And then so one summer, Bob Dylan said, "Hey, can I tour with you guys?" Jerry's like, if we can call it Dylan and the Dead. And they did like 16 shows, and I have them all. Really? And it's that was when Bob Dylan got reborn, because he got an audience. And I hate to say this, but Jerry Garcia also made Dave Matthews Band. Oh, I... Because they toured with him. Uh, open then forum. that's another reason for me to not like yeah. Jerry, they Gar- call <laughs> Jerry Garcia, because I hate fucking the Dave Matthews Band. These fucking asshole Dave Matthews fans. Oh, it was. They started opening for the Grateful Dead a For lot, one summer. Right? They did yeah. a whole summer, just like Dylan did. And these arrogant fucking computer tech assholes with shitty housewives who listen to Dave Matthews call him Grateful Dave. And it makes me sick to my stomach. <laughs> it hurts my feelings. I left a, I, I I left, I've I never, left I think... a woman that I loved to death and would have married her because she liked great Dave Matthews. Oh, I hate Dave Matthews band. It's repugnant shit. There it's it's annoying to me. It's almost a uh, if the thing is, is like he's the one guy at the bar that's there because he's depressed. Go to the bar to get laid. Go to the bar to have fun and eat shitty food. Don't be that guy in the corner and then sing about it. His song "Bartender" fucking embarrassing, but it's you a beautiful song. You know more about 
Dave Matthews. I dated a woman who was infatuated (laughs) with this shit. And I went and I lived in dorms in a college in 2001. (laughs) And so if you were going to pound it out, you had to listen to Dave Matthews because they all fucking did it. See, my friend uh, at that same time, instead of listening to Dave Matthews, he was listening to like Britpop stuff. So like Oasis and and stuff like that. The Kinks and that kind of stuff. I don't. Yeah, I don't know exactly. If I Smith if I were to ask or him Smith about or whatever it. it is. <clears throat> yeah, not that. I mean, not like that throwback. But Echo and the Bunnymen, and uh, which is a pretty throwback. But I don't think I've ever met anybody as passionate about Jerry Garcia <laughs> as you. <laughs> You've got your arms folded like motherfuckers. Say, <laughs> say the word. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about going to Denver is seeing all the graffiti of Garcia. And if you go into like the Five Point District where there's Cervantes' masterpiece, like there's just some of the most amazing drawings onto the brick walls up there. And there's like these little pockets in Colorado where you can find like the most beautiful black and white photos of the Grateful Dead and like all this merch you can't get anywhere else in the world. Love the Grateful Dead, man. See, I had an ex-girlfriend that really liked the Grateful Dead. So, I, I mean, that's... So, if we were going on a road trip, right? Yeah. To California, and you're driving, I'm passenger, and yeah. I throw in a soundboard of Grateful Dead, would you make me turn it off halfway into it? Mm, probably not, no. As long as you would let me listen to something... Sure. Yeah, we just switch off. I don't care. No, I. my whole thing with music is I'm very opinionated yeah. when it comes to music, but I'm not opposed to like listening to something and enjoying it. My neighbor just down below, I don't know, I think it's below me. Uh, at, like I'm not even shitting you, like 11.30 at night, maybe three nights ago, all of a sudden I just hear, hear this opera yeah. belting out from below. Yeah. And... I, I was like, what the fuck is this lady doing this late at night? This is bullshit. And then all of a sudden I was like, but this is really good. Like, she is really good. And I just calmed the fuck down because I was like, you know, she can sing. That's fine. Like, she's really, I yeah. can enjoy, like, the talent behind something. If I were to listen, I, if, if you were to put in just a Grateful Dead album and we were just listening to their, yeah. their songs that they went into the studio and tried to just do the three, four-minute songs that... Yeah. just doesn't suit them. The I wouldn't want to listen to them. Yeah, I would not yeah. want to listen to it at all. No, I wouldn't do that. A soundboard, very much so. I, I Like I, to, I said, I went and saw... I've seen The Dead because my neighbor bought me tickets. He'd seen The Grateful Dead. He's like, I don't even know how many times. He's like, if I remembered... He's like, how many times do I remember? Hmm, I don't even <laughs> remember that. But he had seen him. He used to follow him around like back in the day. And he, so he's seen him probably... He said oh, at least 30 times. I do think there was a really destructive side of the Grateful Dead, too. Like, I'm not one of those. I'm not an apologist of that culture. Yeah. But there was a ton of rape at those shows. There were, People died all the time from overdoses. The amount of drunk driving and completely wasted driving that went on. There was a real dark side to the crowd. You know, when you're... Well, but that's... I think that... And, and that's what sucks is that that's you... It's not you. You know what I'm saying? It's like the Grateful Dead, sure, they were doing drugs and they were like all about like the hippie, like free love yeah. and everything like that. But but I think there's a the, lot of the I crowd. Think... I was like the crowd itself. When you get the, when you get a large ass, how many people were you saying? Like 90,000 90, yeah. people. You're sure to have a few assholes yeah. in 90,000 people. And because they traveled with them, it almost became like a circus where there was a yeah. caravan following them, which is kind of cool in of itself. But 
so many of those people, you know, didn't go to college, didn't build a career. And then they wake up 20 years later after this incredible ride and they have to live in communes or they're homeless or their brains fried. Or they're the guy that doesn't know like the difference between camel blues and... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just like, gone. Dude, you meet dude, him on the dude, side of the road dude, in Moab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're on a hike in Moab, you find that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was that side. Uh, you know what's crazy? That we should... Uh, so back, just getting back to Prince for a moment. Yeah. No, no sexual assault charges at all no. in his whole span of like which is in and of itself for oh, that he was like, a lover yeah he was a suave five foot two guy is he really only that yeah he's really that short he's a huh? tiny guy so this is what i saw earlier today somebody posted can can we just add like i guess we can just add links to this for people to yeah, watch totally, if they want to see totally. these things because there's we'll uh, put it on your we'll put it in, in, in the your, blog in your blog in the blog watch it, it there. so um the I saw two things that were amazing. It was Tom Petty, Steve uh, Steve Wood, uh, Winward, a few other. I can't remember all of the people, but then Prince also playing "While My Guitar Gently Weeps." Yeah, uh, I believe it was for um, George Harrison for the Rock Hall of Fame, and his Prince's solo at the end of that is puts everybody there that he was playing with to just like, oh, God, yep, that's why he was ending this. He's a, just a very cre- like creative guitar player, and he just welded it out. It was, it was amazing. Oh, I think mechanically he's phenomenal. Yeah. My, mine is more of his songs. Yeah. I think they're really no, weird. See, and I'm not, I, I can agree with you there. I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of Prince, yeah. but as far as being original... Oh no and, doubt, and everything like that is as being an artist. He was he There's was fantastic, no other, but he was all from that little Richard type. Yep, and gimmick. It, yep, and, and it was cool. He, like, he might have been the f- first guy that really combined white and black rock and roll. Yeah, in some aspects. to a we, yeah to a like he blended blended it, it yeah. perfectly because you know he did have a b- little bit of boy band in him. Yeah, but then he also had that deep soul, passionate. I'm just gonna let this woman sing. Yeah, and I'm not gonna have an ego about it. No, there. So then he, uh, there was also, he played at a Super Bowl halftime performance, like a f- probably not even that long ago. Yeah, but co- then couple like a couple ago. years ago, and it was raining hard, and so the guy called the guy running the show calls him and he's like, "Hey, uh, it's raining pretty hard." He goes, "Yeah, I know. Can you get it to rain harder?" <laughs> and he just went out and fucking rocked the shit out of it in pouring no rain. Shit. Yeah, pouring rain. But I just loved that. Can you get it to rain harder? And he played Purple Rain is what he ended with. And it was like amazing. But the whole time the guy's like, there's girls out there dancing in like six inch hills yeah. on this slick stage. And they're, and they're not going to fall. It. Yeah. No. And he was out there even moving on it too. Like just dancing in there like, he's what's going to happen? We're going to get somebody hurt. And he's like, nope. They, he just nailed it. Pulled it off. And that's like, just as a performer, he knew... I think one of the most underrated thing about Michael Jackson was how athletic he was. I oh I would. Do you right. remember when he did this? I still remember as a kid his halftime performance yeah. because he started off on the fucking scoreboard, <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck, man!" And then he exploded and was down on the stage, and I was like, "Yeah, oh, he can turn into a werewolf and he can pff, pff, teleport. This guy's the shit." 
I really wonder why so many famous people die younger than normal. I think it's the how hard they push themselves. Like to that degree. And with Michael Jackson, you took you have to look at how long. Like since he was like four or five, he had his dad like. I wonder if there's a real pressure a, there. Like to be a Michael Jackson. I think I think now that that level has been set, and I think it's even harder. I, I don't want to say harder to do that now, but to with so many people now being able to get exposure. Well, like, Taylor easier. Swift does it, and Justin Bieber does it. Yeah. So there, I think there, you just have to be really fucking good. You have, and that's the people will shit on those people too. But and they it's should just like. Well, it's it's. I think it's just part of of making it. If you fucking make it, people are gonna shit on you and call you talentless because they are seeing you now instead of seeing how long you've been at it. Like I've been trying for, especially these last couple albums, I've been trying really hard to hate Justin Bieber. Like I fucking hate him. I think he's repugnant. Yeah. I think he's a punk. I think he needs his ass whooped. I don't think he should be allowed to represent himself on television i think it's bad for humanity did you see but he's really talented he's a talented kid he's talented man it's because his parents just let him like kind of run with it as a kid they never told him he couldn't do it like he was they didn't make fun of him no well and or yeah and they encouraged it it's it's kind of weird what that'll do sean white same thing i hate that piece of shit i've met him a couple times yeah one time i was really drunk and tried to punch him <laughs> awesome <laughs> uh, i was fucking i was too drunk to actually hit What's him the story uh well i met him it was uh i was working for a company we in were, utah this was it in colorado okay i had a ski resort okay i worked for a company that we sold snowboards and, and had he made it yet? Was he a rich kid yet? Or was oh he... yeah, he was definitely okay. a rich kid. So he was—he's always been a rich kid. That's what people don't know. He's got—he went pro at eight, which means that it's very expensive to go. His versus... parents had a lot yeah. of money, and at three, had him on a snowboard because yeah. they saw a future in the sport. Yeah, and it was really the foresight of his parents. The whole reason yeah. he is where he is. They put him. They—he was privately tutored. He, and his crazy athleticism he, too. He, he, no, he's very, very good. Like he'd be in the NBA but, if he played basketball. Yeah, but that and that's the whole thing though. Is if if you Ryan Sheckler, the same thing. He has really rich. He'd parents be an NBA who, player though. Same, but like, he's too short. But as a skateboarder, well, I'm talking from an athletic. It, from an body. athletic, yes. Yeah. But when you have when you have money and your parents provide this path for you, you could do it. Yeah. Just like if you wanted to, like you could be a child actor if your parents had money because they could pay for publicists, they could pay for, you know what? One of my best friends growing up was a child actor. Yeah. Luke Edwards. He was that a kid in The so Wizard. Familiar. In The Wizard, he was oh, that yeah, kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he was the manager for Little Big League, the Twins baseball movie. And then he was on Roseanne for like five years. That And Roseanne's actually from here in Utah. Yeah. She was born here. Yeah. Got big in Colorado, if I remember But correctly. that kid had the fattest apartment in Santa Monica and the most beautiful bitches oh, around I'm... him. And he went to the best parties. Like, he went to the best schools. Like Did, did his parents have money? He had money. He had money. He had money, which is he sued Just his because parents he... over. Because they tried to steal from him. Oh. So he didn't like mom and dad. No, well, that's... And that's... I think that's what is kind of shitty about a lot of child... Like child stars, really, is that parents see that fat check and they're like, huh. "I should get him on my show." Actually, you definitely should. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, I the wizard was a huge. It inter, it introduced the power glove, motherfucker. Do you and remember that t- shit? Yeah. And Super Mario Three. Yeah, and that was filmed in Utah. 
Was I didn't know that. Remember Fred, they went to the tar pits? Fred Savage. Yeah. Yeah. Fred motherfucking so, Savage. So his side, You should get Fred Savage on the show. Let's just train let's, let's do just everyone. keep the, let's just keep climbing. <laughs> let's just be completely full of shit. Yeah. Uh Fred Savage is killing it right now, dude. Just directing stuff. He made stuff that resurgence. And, yeah. yeah, he uh, started directing. Well, he reached out to the people, and it's always sunny. He was like, "Can I direct episodes?" Because he's got a name. Like, yeah, he's and still he's famous. and he's still really funny. He still has that. Uh, Little Monsters was an awesome movie. I watched it recently. Yeah. Howie uh, Mandel is that who? Yeah, was? it yeah. holds up too. Yeah, it does hold up. Like, so a lot of. of those '80s movies, though the '80s kids movies, hold up pretty well because they weren't just aimed. My favorite movie was kids. Rad. I used to watch oh, that man, every the fucking BMX day. movie. Yeah, because I wanted yeah. to be a professional scooter rider. Like I would rail slide my fucking scooter. I would go down like six flights of stairs and rail grind off the rail. It was it was fun, man. Like, it, was, <laughs> it was totally lame and stupid. Like, but I was a good scooter. Yeah. And uh, I'd watch Rad every fucking day and be like, Yeah, I'm gonna be a professional scooter. Do you think that's what happened with? Uh... God damn it! I just went blank on his name. I'm. I can picture his face right now. That sucks. Yeah, God. Gleaming damn. the Cube was a badass. Gleaming movie. the Cube. I actually just uh, I talked about that on Cult Classics versus Comedians that nice. that show, which is just, I watching it again recently is funny as shit <laughs> because like the father son buddy cop relationship between Christian Slater and the cop is just like that's so unprofessional. <laughs> He's oh, it's such a shitty scene. movie. It's, so funny. it's filmed horribly. But it like also it's just like oh my god, a brother like it gets pretty heavy like but race the, war almost the greatest thing in the world was getting to watch pal peralta and tony hawk mm-hmm. and the, mike mcgill and all these fucking skater because they we didn't have camcorders and gopros when they were like you only got to watch see them on magazines yeah oh, and that's there was true. this legend of skateboarders that you, if you drove to santa cruz on a thursday you could watch them skate but it was this whole underground kind of like punk yeah. Like total underground California shit. And it was fun to grow up in. And those movies. And they showed I, it. Yeah. Those movies were perfect representations of those two cultures. Just super athletic, burnt out fucking kids that couldn't do high school. Almost basically like, what uh, singles did for the Seattle, like yeah. grunge scene, where it just showed yeah. that, like the rock and roll side of. Yeah. Of Seattle, which was really cool. That was a good movie, yeah. too. SLC Punk for here. Yeah. You know, we went down it. Yeah. <laughs> China died too, and yeah. that has to be remote. That's yeah. We've got to talk about that. Actually, also. I also have another question. I, actually, I, I don't know if I want to talk about it, but I got a question for you. Yes. Yesterday was four twenty. Yes. Why, why do stoners cel- celebrate their holiday on Adolf Hitler's birthday? I don't know. Because that seems oxymoronic to me. I I don't think somebody told me that it has something to do with the four hundred twenty. Yeah, which I looked up, and I don't think that's actually right. I'm sure it's not. I think it just it I. I've tried to look up the origins of this, and it's just kind of one of those stupid things. I say we move it to a different day. Like, why do we want to celebrate well, Adolf Hitler's birthday also. and Columbine? Like the first, like big school. I think that was like the that was really the, the first, first mass, mass yeah. school shooting where it was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, isn't it weird how it just seems kind of somewhat normal, more normal now? Because when that happened, that was like shocking for. It wasn't 9-11 shocking, but it was still... Oh, and it's complete. It, all these shootings have completely f- affected the educational system. That's one of the things that 
I had problems with up at KU Radio was being able to say anything. Because you can't say anything at universities anymore. You can't have real conversations. You get in trouble. There's no free speech. If I bring up the term fag, I'm in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah, Serious amount of trouble. And you know what's weird about that? Like, uh, most of most of my gay friends don't aren't like a. It, it just depends on how you are using. And I've generations. Been called a fag. And generations. Like when I was a kid, I played smeared so the queer. So many times. Yeah. Which I, and you know what's weird? I never. It was just like when Louis C.K. talks about it, where he's like, "Fag didn't mean what it yeah. means. It meant you just were doing something a little faggy." How on earth was it appropriate for 10-year-olds to play Smear the the Queer? queer. And it just, because it didn't make, it didn't, well, you know, how did that even start? Like, where did, where did someone? Probably at a private school in Boston. Or it was like some, like, redneck that's just like, ah, well, that guy right there is the queer and everybody needs to get him. Like, I don't know how, like, it's such a weird thing because I didn't think. They used to kill, you know, that was what was so great about Brokeback Mountain is them actually showing a gay guy getting beat up because that it did those hate shown. killings yeah, ha- happened a lot. There's a reason why there's federal hate crimes now. Well, that's what I heard some redneck on some fucking... I was watching some news report and some guy was like, so what if... A, I just hate... Oh, man, how stupid some people sound like. So what if a guy... If a white guy gets beat up it's just it's just assault but if a gay white guy gets beat up it's a hate crime you're already elevating the gays above us and it's just like no the guy interviewing him was like well no because if a guy is getting beat up solely because he is gay then that is a hate crime like do you understand that the the white the, that white non gay guy wouldn't have just not got beat up like the guy trying to explain it to this yeah. person it was just like but he's look. a fan no but you don't get it we've just said that they're better than us Jesus hates them <laughs> sometimes you just have to side with oh man it's so awful to me I, it, I love when people compare our culture to Sodom and Gomorrah and how it's the sign of the end of days because we've allowed gay marriage it's like or maybe we're fucking evolving yeah how about or, that <laughs> or maybe the fact that you're not thinking that pagans were doing hand fasting which were marriage ceremonies long before you guys were doing marriage ceremonies and, and they were, it didn't it, matter male a, female whatever rid of they, male circumcision too how about that? The genital mutilation involved in that. I don't know. My dick looks pretty Be good. Nice. <laughs> nice. Looks like it's ready to go into war. His <laughs> helmet on. Uh, I, dude, I, <laughs> I remember, I, and it's just the, the only reason because dicks don't look good regardless. No, right? like there's nothing that is just like, oh, oh, that dick is gorgeous, gorgeous dick. Like even gay dudes, I don't know how they're just like. <laughs> like I don't know, maybe they just decorate better, you know. Like there's something more presentable about a, a dick to a gay dude's eyes. But uh, this one guy was telling me that there's a difference between a, being attracted to dick and attracted to men. Yeah. Okay. That that that's makes sense. So I think there is that culture where people view cocks beautifully. 
<laughs> that's embarrassing to say. They but, just see that I don't cock and they on, go, that is gorgeous. Yeah, and I don't want to stay on this topic. I w- I'm going to keep you on it. Let's just, I just want to see how many times I can get you to say gorgeous dick. That's the problem because I'm not the only one that can edit here. There's people out there that can fucking hold on to that. And I do not want to be misrepresented. When you run for president, just like in President Bloom. He loves huge cock. He loves it. He said that, uh, you didn't hear him, he said he wants a culture full of people who think dicks are gorgeous. He just wants there to be dick beings walking around with feet. I'm a really big fan of a beautiful hairy vagina. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Really? Yeah. I like a well-kept one. No, not me. Really? You just like let it go? I like Jerry Garcia, man. (laughs) (laughs) I like that type of woman. Just natural? I don't like hair on the legs, though. Like that's, that's, yeah. They need to put some work in. You know, if I'm going to put tons of work in looking like a fat bastard, (laughs) they need to keep it. You bring your, you've got this, you've got your face groomed, though. I mean, it's not. I've got to. I can't work. You can't have a beard? Well, I can't have, if I had a Jerry Garcia beard, I don't know if I would work for Fox. It seems like that might cross the line. Yeah, they would just, you'd be the guy that would just get pulled in <laughs> for interviews yeah. interviews to make like liberals look dumb. Yeah, I don't want <laughs> like, to what... make Coach Whittingham uncomfortable at his press conference. Oh, like, I want who's you that to. creep? <laughs> hey, uh... <laughs> So when you're tossing balls around with the boys, what'd you talk about? Just <laughs> I was doing a Coach uh, K interview, the head coach for the Utah basketball team, and he had just made all his players cut their hair. Yeah. And so my this was before I, my hair is even shorter now than it was a while ago. It's yeah. kind of my shoulders. And he goes on this whole part on his interview about how important it is for young men to keep a tight haircut and not have facial hair because they get judged differently and here i am just looking like he's talking to me like looking (laughs) like around at everyone like is this just me and i could probably ask questions in there i you know i I think i'm allowed to do that but i never do i just kind of let the other journalists and media people do it but i think i probably can and i the whole my whole time in my head i was like dude i want to challenge this guy on haircuts yeah but it's not the right place and time yeah (laughs) Yeah, or is it? Like, yeah, because Jesus it? was even judged for his haircut. Yeah. People yeah. hated him. Yeah, they get jealous. The whole body. It's like my only good feature is my hair. Now fuck off. <laughs> it's all I've got. <laughs> it's man. all I got. It's all I've got. Everything is horrendous. I'm hanging on to this. I've got my teeth and hair. Fuck off. <laughs> Let me have it. Let me have it. But, you know, I could also see the problem of having a huge giant beard, too. Well, I know the, what I look like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I and I, my hair is just shitty and shaggy, and my beard's just fairly unkept. And beards are a great way to hide fat for a man. See, you know what was weird though? Like I, that double chin shit. I don't have a double chin. No, you're skinny. I have like yeah, I actually have like I have like cheekbones and shit. Like yeah. I look. I look good. Oh God! But <laughs> just, that's your opinion. No, but no, but you here's the whole thing. No, no, it's like no, I like my my cheekbones are there. It's an all right feature. My problem is that I work at the mall to pay bills yeah. and keep. If I don't have a beard, 
I have like 14 and 15 year olds stay the like, same age hitting on me and it's awful. It's honestly embarrassing to just be like, no, I'm, I'm going to go home and uh, probably make sure that my 10 year old son has food in his stomach. I'm not going to go to a fucking rave with you. No, I'm not going to tell you if that lingerie looks good. Fuck. Ugh! Oh, the struggles of Jason. Harvey. Oh, I know. Right. Hey, could you, you tell me, out Hey, Victoria's could Secret? you tell me if, uh, if, if this looks good and then go right to fucking jail, you fucking pervert. I've got a buddy that's a stalker for Victoria's Secret. He like puts clothing out. Yeah, he works at iHeart with me. No, yeah. I don't. I I don't. I'm not a big. I don't frequent Victoria's Secret. And I it's haven't. Hilarious because he knows everything about women's underwear. Really? Like, and it's hilarious. Is, it like, as shit. is that almost like creepy though? Yeah, Does it totally. Come across totally creepy. Totally creepy. I think knowing too much about <laughs> underwear and not enough about like women themselves <laughs> is just the problem. <laughs> he can tell you all about the cuts and stuff you like that. You should actually but... have him on your show. He does weekends for Rock 106. Seven and his name's Shane Murphy and he's hysterically. Funny. I would the, definitely. Yeah, do, that'd he's be a, awesome. But yeah, he uh, stocks women's underwear and works at a rock and roll station called it, Man Up. <laughs> we, <laughs> I love that it's like he stocks women's underwear because it makes him a Freemason too. He's a Freemason too. Really? Yeah. Would he talk to me about that? Yeah. How much can he talk about? You go down that rabbit hole, young man. And see how much he'll go. Yeah. You should do it, it. it honestly creeps me out more than most shit does. <laughs> it really does. It really fucking freaks me out. I have a book on, it's called, oh shit, it's something by the Scott Wright Freemasons, like the learned behaviors of the Scottish Wright. And it's their whole pamphlet of their honor code and system. And it's the creepiest shit in the world to read. Really? And yeah. It's tol- How thick is it? Like 600 pages. Because they believe in the Bible also. In different fairly, aspects yeah, of the Bible. Yeah, fairly much. Yeah. Like a little bit of the Bible. Yeah, but there... I, I had a friend who was a Mason. In, uh, so when I... Because I, I went on a, a mission. There's a lot of them, actually. I went on a mission. Mm-hmm. And I mean, because there's ties to the Mormon church in, in, in the Masonic temple. So, uh, but I, I had a guy in in Arizona, and that's how he became Mormon, is because he learned about the ties and ended up becoming yeah. Mormon because of it. <laughs> really weird, right? Oh, the symbology they use too. Yeah. You know, do you ever watch uh, that Nicolas Cage movie where they're on that treasure hunt? No, I've always heard it's pretty good though. It's, it's like an Indiana Jones, yeah. Nicolas Cage. But movie. it's all Illuminati shit. Really? Yeah. I'll check it out. National Treasure. I'll look. At, I'll watch both of them. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It's really good uh, to see you. It's always good to see you. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, this has uh, been Stupid Questions on the Earhole Media Network. Thank Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Up on Bluebird Hill Call me a wine boy if you will Lord, when the sun don't shine And I don't deny my name Got no place to go Ain't that a shame But I heard that Casey whistle Moaning sweet and low but I heard that Casey when she blow From where the sun don't shine Underneath the cold Why 